Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning to you. It is Sunday, July 23rd, 10.07. Top of the hour, Dave Schwartz alongside Pete Nigerian. Charlie Weiss with us as well. Good morning to you. It is, uh, I, I guess we should have queued up. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's football season. <laughs> Uh, officially beginning this week, Pete, today uh, at TCO Performance Center, Vikings Rookies Report, and then later this week, the Veterans Report, and we're right into NFL training camp. Uh, we're going to start it off. We're going right to guest. We've got Alec Lewis joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline this morning from The Athletic. I would assume uh, we're joining you early because you have to get ready to sweat it out out there <laughs> at TCO when the Rookies Report, right? Good morning, Alec. Morning. Thank you guys for having me. Actually, we will not be out there um, until Tuesday. So it, we, we, uh, that I, I get a couple days to prepare my body. I'm actually down in Florida <laughs> finishing up my uh, training camp preparation for training camp, um, and then I'll be out there. So, uh, yeah, and I, 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 all, all kidding aside, I am like um, I said this to somebody last week, like I am absolutely pumped for this thing to get going. Um, should be very, very fun. Uh, maybe I'm just a young kid is, is too naive, but I, I'm I'm very excited for kids to start. When it's 105 on Thursday and you're out at uh, at practice, you might feel slightly different. You might. Uh, hey, hey, Alec, I'm just curious, uh, the latest on Jordan Addison uh, getting a citation this week. What is uh, What are they thinking or what is the brass of the Vikings at this point? Uh, co- concerned level of uh, his activity this week uh, without training camp even starting yet. Yeah, I think it's still in the mode where the day that, that I, mean, I believe it was Thursday morning that happened and the news kind of surfaced Thursday afternoon. And, and I think the Vikings said then that they were just kind of in fact-checking mode, gathering facts mode. And then last night, Jordan Addison, uh, excuse me, two nights ago, put out a statement saying that he um, like is very uh, apologetic for the situation. He said it wouldn't happen again. And, so, and I think just holistically – Talking to people, it is. I mean, I think it's still in the moment. Everybody um, is trying to gather the facts. I think um, conversations will continue to be had, um, and then we'll go from there. I, don't, I haven't heard any indication as far as um, anything suspension oriented or anything like that. Uh, but I, I Jordan Aston was going to be a talker regardless, just from a uh, playing standpoint, he didn't compete and uh, participate in minicamp, mandatory minicamp, so it, it, for, for a health reason. So, there's, I mean, 
this training camp, there's a lot of questions that I think we'll be looking for answers to, and um, there will be a lot about Jordan in general. So, um, yeah, I think it's just a continuously monitoring. Um, and then Quasio Dopamente and Kevin O'Connell will talk Tuesday, and that will come up, and I think we'll probably iron that out uh, Tuesday. Alec, this is Pete. What Which players are you looking forward to most to just see what they look like in the uniform with the Vikings, some of them younger, maybe even some of the guys that were coming back, like a Brian O'Neill with, uh, obviously had an injury. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm just curious, are you looking for McBride at running back, or, or who are some of the guys that you're sort of targeting right now that you're looking forward to watching? Yeah, those two guys you mentioned are definitely high on the list. Brian O'Neill, uh, obviously recovering from the partially torn Achilles. And then Dwayne McBride, obviously the seventh-round draft pick, running back who we saw a little bit of minicamp. But I just, I just want to see him in pads and kind of going against other guys. I mean, Lewis Seen is obviously another name that um, I just want to see how he's being used, how how quick and, and explosive he looks. He he looked very good in minicamp, but wasn't he wasn't thrust into a lot of scenarios with the number one. So I think how they use him um, is is an area I'm looking for, and then. I mean, a lot of it, honestly, is, is just defense-oriented. I want to see who on the defensive line is, is playing most of the one snaps. I want to see at linebacker how Brian Osamoa looks. I want to see how they're using Josh Metellus. And then the other cornerbacks, the Caleb Evans, the Andrew Boos, who can fill that position beyond Byron Murphy Jr. And, and give the Vikings a chance to be competitive on the defensive side of the ball, I think, all of that I'm really curious about. I mean, I could go on and on. The Josh Oliver at tight end, I mean, I want to see how he's being used and, and the run game and what looks the same and what looks different. So um, there's a lot of facets that I think intrigue me, but I think um, I, th- this offense, I have confidence in the defense. I think there's so many question marks, so everything related to that side of the ball is going to be, for me at least, um, that's where my eyes are going to be trained, I think, more than anywhere else. Alec Lewis from The Athletic joining us from the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. You can find him on Twitter at Alec underscore Lewis. Does a fantastic job uh, writing for The Athletic. I, I thoroughly enjoy reading your stuff, Alec. The, the, you talked a little bit about the defensive side of the ball, and that means Daniil Hunter. Um, at yeah. this point, it, this is, there's thoughts that this could get a little ugly. He was not here in the offseason. Do you anticipate him being there this week or – and or how close or far away are they to getting a deal done with him? Yeah, I, if I was pegging it right now, I don't anticipate him showing up, um, at least for the start. I mean, as I've outlined a lot, um, I just think his side looks at his situation and would like to complete a long-term deal. And I think this Vikings front office has shown this offseason that they're not they're not really willing to, to grant long-term deals for a lot of money unless it is a an elite caliber player. And I think this is where, and I wrote this a couple weeks ago, but it's like this is where this decision is so tough because you look at Daniel Hunter's production over time, he has been elite. And then you factor in the injuries and, and, and missed games, and you factor in his age and age curves. And it's just such a, like, here's a guy who has, has produced at an elite level but who – if you look forward, you're not really sure if, if that's sustainable, if that's going to happen. And um, so, yeah, I, I, if I was pegging it right now, I wouldn't expect to see him at least early. And then I think the more these days and weeks pass, the more I think you inch closer to, well, what are other teams willing to offer and are other, will, are, are, are other 
teams willing to pay Daniil and his camp a long-term deal? Um, or, or is there a number that the Vikings can, can reach with him that will satisfy he and his camp? I think those questions still exist, and I think it's hard not to think of them in tandem with T.J. Hawkinson, who is also entering the final year of his contract, who is also, I think, going to be wanting an extension. Um, I expect him to really want to be in Minnesota, just from what I've heard. I think he loves loves the culture. I think he is obviously a Midwestern guy. And so um, I, I know we talked we talked a long time ago about Dalvin Cook and when that situation would sort itself out. But I think you're kind of getting to a point over these next few weeks slash months uh, where, where a lot of decisions are going to have to be made that kind of provide indication on the direction of where this thing headed and, and who is being valued most. You know, Alec, for me, for my money, I would say this about Daniil Hunter. If the if the defense is going to look a lot more like it did last year in terms of being more of a 3-4 than a 4-3 defense, then the Vikings shouldn't pay him. I, I happen to love the guy. I think Daniil Hunter's unbelievable, and he's just yeah. got to have his hand in the dirt, and that's not what we did last year, and I'm kind of getting the feeling it's not what they're going to do this year. So um, for that reason, I don't think he's worth the money. Now, if you had the defense the way I think it should be, I think he'd be worth plenty of that money. So we'll see how that plays out. But I, I'm just kind of curious about your thoughts on – you brought it up anyway, so why not? Uh, Delvin, Cook. Where, where and when is that going to finally occur? Because he is, he is a special running back in my mind. I think he's one of the best in the entire league. Not the best, but one of the very best. So what do you think? I mean, is it, why are teams holding off? Is it truly just because running backs are just that much devalued at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's a great chunk of it. And I think um, from the very beginning, Dalvin and his camp have been at <laughs> – I think they've, they've wanted a certain amount of money that, as you just kind of said, for running backs in this day and age, it's just not been attainable. I mean, you look at the Saquon Barkley situation, the, the Josh Jacobs situation. I mean, these are also elite guys, and, and I agree with you. I put Dalvin in that category, but I think um, just right now, the, for what Dalvin and his camp have wanted, it, it just doesn't match up with what these teams are paying for a guy at that age uh, given kind of the age curves of that of players at that position and production at that position, so um, yeah, I, I I know other teams have been interested. I mean, I talked to an executive a couple weeks ago who there were reports about certain things, and he, this executive is is it works for a team that is definitely interested, but he's like, it's a lot of posturing from his side to try to garner interest, and so I think it that to me was just a clue that like. It's just – I just don't think the market is really there. And I also go back to something you said about Daniil. Like, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, I, I had a conversation with Brandon Thorne, who's, who's an analyst, and he really uh, scouts uh, defensive linemen and, and edge rusher position. And, and he's like, Daniil is, is a top ten edge rusher in the league. And I, it's so hard to find those guys that to think about the Vikings moving on from one is really – difficult but I, I I really do think and I've said this often but Brian Flores one of the benefits of what he can do as an offensive coordinator is generate pressure um, unblock pressure generate quick pressure through scheme and so I think that's where it gets into the the, the numbers of like what does Daniel Hunter at his cost uh, what is the value of that uh, when you when you think about the overall uh, capability of Brian Flores and generating pressure so um, it's, it's a fascinating equation. It's not a position that I get paid enough to answer. That's why Kweisi Adolfo Mensa hopefully gets paid a lot more than I do. Um, but, yeah, it's um, 
it's, it'll be a fascinating one for sure. Uh, Alec, thank you so very much. Make sure you hydrate this week. Uh, sunscreen <laughs> is key. Bucket hats are great for camp. And uh, me personally, I always used to like to bring two shirts because you'll sweat through one in the morning, and then you want another one for the afternoon. So, so just make sure you're you're nice and prepared. No, I appreciate. I, that's why I've been down in Florida. Like I was on the on a on a soccer field uh, Thursday. No, 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 you guys think I'm kidding? I swear. I was on a. Uh, I was on a soccer field Thursday watching uh, a pretty high-level quarterback swing it for like four hours, and I, my head felt like it was like leaving my body. It was that hot, and it was, and I, I'm I'm still sunburnt from it. But it's been good preparation, and I, I feel I feel as if I am primed and ready to go um, from a preparation standpoint. So journalism um, heat, ac- I, yeah, yeah, journalism <laughs> heat acclimation drills. By Alec Lewis. I can see the column coming now. Thanks, buddy. I always, always appreciate it, man. Thanks, Alec. No problem. You guys always enjoy it. Thanks, Alec. Alec Lewis from The Athletic. By the way, a great article uh, that he had this week on his thoughts on the quarterback series on Netflix, which we'll talk about uh, in, in just a little bit. We'll take a quick break, come back. Actually, we will t- we'll talk about that. We're, gonna go, we're going all football the whole hour. Yes. We're talking – TV, we're talking Gophers, we're talking Vikings, we'll talk all of it. We will continue to talk it. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. <laughs> yes. I wasn't I know sure what July. this was going to be. It's okay. <laughs> it, was, it just says Tony Bennett, and there's nothing else. <laughs> so If there is an excuse to play you know, Christmas music in July, I think Tony Bennett is it. Absolutely. Yeah, we got Tony two more, Bennett. too. The Two more secrets that i don't know what they're going to be so it gets me uh it gets you ready to go the holidays as you look outside but it cools the temperature a little bit yeah it does tony bennett was he was he was he 93 i think so 93 or 94 one of the two yeah gosh he just his voice so iconic i just i'm a big uh big tony bennett guy love him (laughs) Um, So we finally, Pete, you and I were texting back and forth, finally got into watching Quarterback this week on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I'm through, I believe I'm in episode number three at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I I have some some thoughts on this, but I'm curious if what what you thought of so far, what have you taken away uh, in, in terms of what you thought about these three quarterbacks before the series and what you think about them now that you've watched or at least most of the way through of it? Well, not to be too critical on Kirk because Kirk is Kirk, and we all know that. We've seen him with the singing stuff, you know, and the Barbary Coast style, <laughs> you know, <laughs> striped shirts, singing with a bunch of other guys and all this kind of thing. He's He is who he is, right? I mean, he, he is he's it's not fake. It's just who he is. And it, he, you know, not that I'm a big fan of the word nerdy, but he's kind of got a little bit of that yes. nerdy side to him, right? Yep. I have that written down, yes. Yeah, so that kind of, that, that stood out for me most. But, but uh, you know, when it, when it comes to just watching Kansas City and how they do things, how Andy Reid allows the players to be involved with presenting to him plays to have and all that type of stuff, I just love that that whole scenario of that you've got this quarterback who's great and he does a lot of things that are different than any other quarterback but they they actually thrive on that and they they push that and they and they want to see even more of that and I think I think that was sort of my takeaway I mean I, 
you know, Mariota is who he is. He is another guy who's very quiet, doesn't really have a huge personality, and you you almost question whether or not he loves the game of football. Yes. And I hate to say that, but no, what did you I, what do you think? <laughs> I, I so I had a couple of notes written down, and one of which is Mariota. I feel like he's a a guy who's really lost his swagger. Yeah. A quarterback. You know, I mean you, you, you watch Kirk and certainly you watch Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is all swagger, right? Yeah. I I actually will say I was more of a fan of Patrick Mahomes before I watched this series. And and mm-hmm. what I mean by that is not his talent level. He's he's by far the one of the most talented quarterbacks, you know, I would say of this generation. I mean he mm-hmm. he's just does things that other people shouldn't. Um I don't particularly care so much for his brash and boastful style. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the trash talking. I loved I loved the scene where and I forget who it was. Uh, I want to say it was Raiders. The guy kept, you know, punching him, knocking him down. Yeah. And he runs down and he's like, "Yeah, I'm doing, you know, that great. I love that. I want that competitive fire." But I will call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tell you, of, of the three quarterbacks in that series, Kirk Cousins, to me, is exactly who I thought he would be. Um, and and I yeah I just I yes he's kind of nerdy yes he's kind of uh, but but that's who he is and right. and I'm I'm really I was impressed with the fact that it's not an act this is Kirk Cousins it is exactly who he is he is not a guy who um, is is really brash he's not boastful he just does his job I was really surprised that we were allowed to watch him talk with a sports psychologist that he opened the doors for that mm-hmm. and to me that shows me a guy who is very confident in who he is he's unapologetic about himself this is this is how he does things yes i see a sports psychologist yes i have a memory room yes my wife picks out my clothes for me but at least he's not lying i mean this is truly right. who he is and alec lewis actually wrote this in his column this week I don't know how much longer Kirk Cousins can take the beating that he takes every week. I, and oh. I've said this for a long time. He gets his helmet lunch handed to him every single week. And he, he always comes back. It's incredible. <laughs> it is amazing. I, I'm, I'm impressed with Kirk because for a guy to take the number of sacks that he's, he gets each and every year and the number of hits, you know, when I was playing – um, in the NFL, we used to keep track of, all right, well, if we get 20 sacks, we ought to have 40 hits of the quarterback on top of that 20, which means you're getting close. You're getting very close, and you're hitting the quarterback. Even if it's not a sack, we've seen in that quarterback series that 
he gets hit a lot. And they might be great passes, right? They could be a touchdown pass. It could be anything, but he is taking the brunt of it every single time. So, I, you know, I would encourage that offensive line to figure out a little bit better on how they can at least protect Kirk a little bit longer because, you know, you can only take so many of those hits. I think the one thing that I I took away from, from Pat Mahomes is, unfortunately, and it's probably because of his age and everything else, He's playing to the camera too much. Yes, <laughs> you know, very much. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it just feels like okay, your natural is this, but because the cameras and the microphone are there, you're you're amping it up, and I, and yeah. I don't, you know, that that doesn't come off very genuine for me. And I say that as a guy who loves Pat Mahomes, I've followed him all the way through college and everything else, and just think the world of him, and think he's still, you know, like you just said, a generational type quarterback, but. You know, when you're playing it up, up a little bit too much, you know, it's like yeah. when the guys get mic'd up and you get the cameras, all those right, types of right. things. You know, everybody amps it up a little bit, but he he's taking it to the next level. <laughs> I, I yeah, he is, and I and I. It's interesting too. We talked about um, you know how they how they're different, and you notice after the game, Patrick Mahomes is surrounded by his family. They do they do a big party, but mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins has has a bonfire. And then he sits out there, you know, (laughs) pondering to himself. And it's, you know, you know this, Pete. Professional sports is so much of a head game. It really, truly is. They're all physically gifted. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're all so they all work hard. But to really spend as much time as Kirk Cousins does clearing his head, forgetting about things, trying to move, you know, whatever it is. It really goes to show you. And all that he went through in Washington. And I I, really quickly, I was shocked. And I and I respect him for this. He, you know, all he does is talk positively about his time in Washington. Let's not forget they franchised him what three or four years in a row, right? So he couldn't go out and get a big deal. <laughs> and like, you know, if I was a quarterback, I'd be just a little fired up about that. And I'm sure he is. Yeah. But it's the smart play. He doesn't bash them. He just goes in there and he wins. Um, and I, so I, I just think, as I thought before the series started, that we'll, we'll all have really specific views. Some will change, some will not on these quarterbacks. My view has changed not much on Mariota because I didn't know much about him other than the fact now I see someone who's really lost his game. He's lost his yeah. confidence a bit. But Kirk really set home everything I already thought about him, and I guess Mahomes did too, even more so. It doesn't make him a bad quarterback. I'd still take him on my team if he was available. <laughs> I hope but, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just it, it's you kind of get get the hint with these three guys, and I, I look forward to finishing the series. It's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm through four, so I'm a little okay. ahead of you, but yeah, I, I've enjoyed every. You know what? It was number one last week, so yeah, uh, you know, Netflix is killing it with this thing. That behind the scenes stuff is incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. All right, we'll take a break. We will come back. Go behind the scenes. Andy Greeter is going to join us. We'll talk a little go for football coming up next they're getting ready to start in the next few weeks as well we'll do that on the other side of the break you're listening to the huddle on 830 wcco <laughs> yes sing it pete <laughs> you know this one. So- oh my gosh it's got to be one of the most iconic of all time oh, i mean it's somewhere it. in that top group <laughs> tony duet tony tony bennett and pete nigerian <laughs> Coming, don't want to, that. <laughs> coming to stores near you this holiday season. Welcome back to the huddle. The Gopher football season is just around the corner. Lots of questions to be answered on that one. Joining us now on the John Schuster Colwell Banker Hotline, our buddy Andy Greeter. 
from St. Paul Pioneer Press and does a fantastic job writing uh, for the Gophers. Uh, my first question for you, Andy, good morning. They lose, the Gophers do lose quite a bit this offseason. Who will they miss more, Schmitz or Ibrahim? Ooh, that's a tough question. I mean, <laughs> it's really hard to, to split hairs on that one. I mean, you got a you got an all-American running back and you got an all-American center. Uh, I'd imagine that it's probably John Michael Schmitz, just given the mm-hmm. fact that he was, you know, he got. I, I, I believe he got robbed for the Remington Trophy as the best center mm-hmm. in the country. I mean, obviously he was a second-round pick, just a guy that really fit in well with their gap scheme and really was a leader of the offensive line. And given the fact that they have, you know, three different pieces along the offensive line that they have to replace, I think that one might be a little more glaring. Obviously, Mo was such a workhorse, a career leader in gopher history as far as rushing yards and touchdowns and pretty much everything that, that involves a running back. He he owns that record now. But I think there's a little bit more, uh, a few more options at that position, uh, a few more varying type running backs. Uh, so I, if I had to pick, I, I don't want to pick, but if I had to, I'd pick on my <laughs> Andy, I've got a question for you. We took in a lot of transfers. I think we, we, we took in about 11 new players, but we also lost quite a few guys. And I, I'm curious, you just you guys were just talking about running backs. Well, Trey Potts is one of those guys. He went off to Penn State, yeah. and, and we lost Trill right. Carter to Texas. And we had a bunch of defensive yeah. backs, defensive backs. A lot of guys going to big schools um, outside yeah. of even the Big Ten. But who are we going to miss the most of the, that group? And and are we there as far as being able to fill in for some of these guys? Yeah, I think when it comes to outgoing departures, that'll probably sting the most. I'd say probably Michael Dixon, the nickelback that they had, mm-hmm. who uh, ended up going to Rutgers. I know that there were uh, people within the program that were very upset when he left just because of what a freak athlete he was, the fact that he you know looked like a linebacker but could run like a D-back, uh, and the fact that he went within the – in the conference, I think that one probably stung the most. You know, they went out and got Jack Henderson from, I think, southeast Louisiana, who kind of has a similar body type. Uh, we'll see if he's a similar type player. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Trill Carter, who's played a lot of snaps for the Gophers at a critical position at, at that nose tackle spot going to Texas, that one stings. But I think that, you know, when you look at, at kind of his grades and, and how he's fared, on a bigger scale, that wasn't as big of a loss as, as Flip Dixon. And obviously Trey Potts, I think, uh, you know, he had that really scary injury two years ago at Purdue and was lucky to even play football again. And anyone that watched him last year, obviously he was courageous in coming back. But, you know, kind of at times you kind of wanted to see that burst that he showed in 21, and, and at times that really didn't come. Andy Greeter joining us at the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline this morning. The Gophers open the season against Nebraska on August 31st. It's a 7 o'clock game at TCF Bank Stadium. Uh, Andy, I at this point, uh, it seems Ethan uh, Kalik Mandis is going to be the guy. Do, do you feel, mm-hmm. do they feel like he is ready and, and done what he needs to do to truly take over this offense and take a next step in his game? Yeah, I, I think so. I think the fact that, you know, he was able to play significant time in six games last year, obviously his first start at the Whiteout Happy Valley is, is going to be huge experience that he's going to take into this year. The fact that, that Tanner, unfortunately, you know, had his concussion issues at the end of last year really created an opportunity for Ethan to, to get his feet wet in the Big Ten. 
So I think that's going to be a huge uh, opportunity for him. I think you see the athleticism that he brings, not only with his, with his strong arm to be able to, to fit it in tight windows and to throw deep balls, but also with his feet to be able to be a real threat and, and run past option things that they want to do. I think that creates another dimension for him. Spring was rough for him, though. There were times when we were at practice where PJ was, was laying into him because of mental lapses. And I wonder kind of how he's able to process. How much is he able to handle when it comes to the game plan, with, with coming to checks the line of scrimmage, coming with undiagnosed blitzes? Is he going to be able to process and get him in the right spots? Because Tanner was able to do that so well and so effectively for so long that it kind of became down to other things that maybe Tanner lacked that were kind of the, the bugaboos, the things that bothered people. But he was always able to get them in the right spots and, and get them lined up and, and really lead. And that's where I think Ethan needs to take that, that next step. And I think another key aspect when you look at Ethan is he's willing to take risks. When you go and look back at that game-winning touchdown against Wisconsin, uh, you know, he fitted into a tight window to Mikey Brockington and he was out to shoot and, and the Gophers win in Madison. And obviously everybody goes ballistic over that. Uh, but, you know, was that the right read? Was that what he was supposed to be doing? And, and if he throws interceptions, is P.J. going to be willing to be able to go back and, and test him again? Because obviously P.J. has shown himself to be a very conservative play caller. Uh, is he going to be able to allow Ethan to make those mistakes in real time? Because obviously turnovers, nothing drives P.J. Fleck more crazy yeah. than turning the ball <laughs> over. And is he going to be willing to kind of roll with the punches of the young quarterback that's trying to figure it out and, and the risk-reward that that comes with? That's that's the interesting thing to me is that you know Tanner Morgan was such a an esoteric. You know, he's a great thinker. He he managed the game well. Whereas Ethan Calicmanis has the God given size and ability. If you could somehow mush those two together, they'd be, be yeah. they'd make one heck of a quarterback. But you know now you got to see right. uh, what he can do from here. They, they that would be a great quarterback. I'll tell you, Ethan is just an athletic freak, and the ball comes off of his hands extremely well. I mean, as a quarterback, yeah. uh, he's got the talent. He's just as Andy was saying, has to make the right decisions, and he will force the ball because that's who he is. But uh, you know what? If if he has some success doing that, I think PJ will be look will look past the occasional interception. Hey, on defense though, I'm kind of curious because yeah. Sorry Marin was a linebacker for a long time with the Gophers. I, I mean, yeah. he he was just a, a guy that we always knew. His name was always being called. He's now with the 49ers getting an opportunity there. And Thomas yeah. Rush, a great pass rusher who I, I just loved watching that kid. He, he and Jack Gibbons are together now with the Tennessee Titans. So we've mm-hmm. lost guys to the NFL. But do we have guys to be able to fill in? I, I, I like a kid named Jaw Joyner who's not really yeah. performed yet. But, gosh, he came here with a lot of promise. He's a kid out of Danbury, Connecticut, who I know pretty well. Is do we have people to step up? Do you think right now, Andy, that can make the kind of plays that those guys were making for so many years? Yeah, for sure. I think when you look at, at middle linebacker uh, Cody Lindenberg from Anoka, he played a lot of football last year. He overcame some injuries early on in his career, uh, but I think he's looking at kind of a little bit more of a, a more athletic, can run a little bit better than Mariano, uh, but certainly has the attacking ability and the size to be in the box linebacker in the Big Ten. So I think that he's number one with a bullet. I think he's going to be the leader. If they had green uh, stickers on their helmets, Cody Lindenberg would be that guy uh, at the college level. Uh, Josh Joyner, number one, for sure. I agree with you, Pete, that he's he's the Gophers' best edge pass rusher that they have. I think he doubled up anybody of his teammates when it came to pressures uh, recorded by Pro Football Focus last year. He can He's long, he's athletic, he's a little freakish, which is what you want at that 
at that position. Uh, he plays more of the, the five technique than the actual rush end. Danny Strigow is the guy at the rush end right now. Um, so, yeah, I think those are, those are guys for sure. You know, Josh Joyner didn't play a lot, but when he did, he was really effective. And I think they're looking for, for him to take that next step. I think it's funny that when they were recruiting Josh Joyner, uh, they, they switched up the, the name instead of Sky Yuma, it was Sky Uja to, to, to commit to Minnesota. I, I just love that little turn of phrase. And, and obviously he's, he's going to play a big role and, and be expected to contribute to a pass rush for how good as the Gophers defense has been three out of the last four years. Pass rush has been their one Achilles heel, and they haven't been able to create enough pressure, get enough sacks, especially with four um, blitzing or four rushing. So that's, that's been a major focus for them. They brought in the new defensive line coach, Winston Delatabadere, a former you know, Gophers defensive end in his own right, and, and also brought in an analyst and, and have committed a lot more time and practices for pass rush situations because they know that that needs to improve here in 2023. Andy, real quick before we let you go, uh, Chris Ottman, Bell, uh, yeah. certainly having to really make quite a recovery from injury last year. Is there any thought as to whether – what his timeline is? Will he be ready for the season opener? At what point could should, would we be able to expect to see him? Yeah, for sure. I, obviously, he tore his ACL in Colorado in September, so he's coming back for a seventh year. Sounds like he's able to run routes. He's, he's able to work out with the team uh, this summer. Uh, he said uh, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago that he wasn't fully cleared to be able to practice. Uh, I had heard that maybe he was going to be ready in June, but it sounds like maybe that's not the case. Yeah. right now so obviously that's kind of a little bit up in the air uh, obviously they start with nebraska right you jump right into big Ten play there isn't an opportunity against a, a directional school or some cupcake to be able to <laughs> bide your time and then not have have a guy like chris Amon bell in the mix so yeah. uh, you're jumping right into it and obviously you want a guy that like that a, a leader but when we talk about wide receivers with this with this team this is probably the deepest wide receiver room that they've had you know they've got yeah. uh, some some transfers that have come in they got brevin span forward who's gotten some All-America buzz. Uh, Lamecki Brockington, Daniel Jackson had a really strong end to 2022. So there are other options. Last year it was when Chris Bell went down, it was we're going to hand the ball off to Mo even more, if you can believe that. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of other options, and now there are. And I think that if Chris needs a little bit more time, there are other options, like I said, to, to, for Ethan to throw the ball to. Andy, thanks so much, man. Great to talk to you today, and uh, we'll check in with you again as the season gets closer. Thanks, Andy. Oh, great, guys. Have a good summer. See you guys. Andy Greeter Thanks. from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Fantastic writer. Uh, covers the Gophers. Also covers uh, Minnesota United as well. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. The Twin Cities, or Minnesota, is getting an American, uh, excuse me, an Arena Football League team. <laughs> what should their name be? Wrong answers only. We'll talk about it next. You're listening to the Huddle on 830 WCCO. Welcome back to the Huddle. 10.52, if you missed any of our first hour, boy, you've missed a good one. Alec Lewis kicked us off talking about Vikings. We just finished up with Andy Greeter to talk about Gopher football. Uh, we'll let you know when those podcasts are up just a little bit later. But the Arena Football League is coming back to Minnesota. Yes. Hold your applause. I know. <laughs> um, I don't know when the season's going to be. We have no idea where it's going to be played, whether it's going to be Minneapolis or St. Paul. But in a new segment that I'm, i i got to be honest, it, this I'm excited. I just I love this. Uh, we're going to have some fun. Want to know the team names for the new Minnesota American Football League team? We'll go through ours, and we would love to hear yours. So you can hit us up on the um, Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line six five one four six one nine two two six, 
what should the new team name be for the Minnesota Arena Football? Uh, I would prefer wrong answers only, but you can give what you'd like. Uh, Pete, why don't we start with you? Go through your names for us. Well, you know, it, it, it makes sense to me that we could be called the Minnesota Balmy. Oh, I like Minnesota, that. The Minnesota Heat. Maybe even the Minnesota <laughs> Tranquil. <laughs> is the Minnesota Heat an ironic one? I lo- I'm, I'm here it for is. that. I love that. I love you that. You know, I'm going to give you a real one, though. Okay. And I just think it's perfect because you could tie in so many things to it, though. But if I was, if I was sitting there with Lee Hutton, who I know very well, and he's yep. the, you know, the commissioner of the league, uh, I'd go with the Blizzard. Why wouldn't we be the Blizzard? Blizzard. Right? Oh, that would be man. fun. I mean, it just makes total sense to me. And then you could have like a DQ night where you get a, a blizzard. Oh, my goodness, you know, the marketing. <laughs> I mean, I'm already working on this thing, man. I, I well want to be the owner of this team. <laughs> well done. Uh, the Minnesota blizzard. Charlie, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, mine feels – I thought it was obvious. Uh, they should be the <laughs> Minneapolis Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> what That's if they totally... play in St. Paul? Uh, <laughs> yeah, too bad. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, figure it out. They're the Very Minneapolis nice. Lakers. Uh, and, and they take – the same color scheme, uh, you know, it. similar branding. I, I want the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. I want All George right. Mikan's number up in the rafters. Up in the- <laughs> <laughs> All right. And a thing with Sid Hartman, by the way, who was an yeah, owner of that true. original sure. team. That's yes. true. Sure. General yeah. manager, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I love it. All right. I have three names for you. I'll give them in order of how much I love them. Okay. Number three, the Minnesota Juicy Lucy's. That's fantastic. Actually. That would be. I mean, think think about the. Just I want you to picture the logos. That's what I. That's what I went with. Okay, that's number three. Number two, the Minnesota hot dish. Mm, that's, that's not bad. That's good. I like that. But my favorite, and I think really truly is is most uh, when you think about summer in Minnesota and and warmer oh, seasons. Do you know what it's going to be? Yeah. The Minnesota zipper merge. Oh no! I did. What? I was. I was yeah. Going way. You got. We <laughs> love sure. the zipper merge in Minnesota. It is. It is a topic of great discussion in this state, especially during construction road season time. The Minnesota zipper merge. You listen. Think about. Think about the logo. It's a zipper with a car, and I mean, like it's just. It'll sell. It'll How about sell. the mosquitoes. That's a good one too. That's hey, you really were saying summer. One. That's that's where I thought you were going. I thought you were going the Minnesota mosquitoes. I kind of like it. I kind of <laughs> like. Oh, all right, good. We're getting some. Uh, we're getting some answers into the city's one plumbing talking text line. Can I go through some of these real quick? Go. Do we have time, Charlie? Got a minute. Okay, the Minnesota frustration. <laughs> oh gosh, isn't that true? <laughs> that's good. Uh, here's two: the Minnesota river serpents. Or the Minnesota invasive species. <laughs> Do we have river serpents? Is that a thing in Minnesota? Uh, I've never seen we, one. Yeah. Uh, the the Minnesota ho-hums. <laughs> or another loser sports team. Come on! Dave, Dave you, you misspoke there. That is looser sports loser, team. Another yeah. lo- looser. Is I felt like I knew what they meant. Someone's saying bring back the moose, and I'm here for that. I'd love the Minnesota moose. I love yeah, it. Is good. Yeah, um, Minnesota frustration is is pretty good. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. All right. Uh, keep them coming, by the way. We can revisit this throughout the show a little bit later. Wrong answers only. What should the name of the new Arena Football League team in Minnesota be? Uh, you can send them to us. You can call us on the City's One Plumbing Talking text line, 651-461-9226. We're done with our number one. We'll talk twins when we come back. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.